Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Women Living for Jesus Encouragement Hour, and I'm your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn. We have a special show tonight, but before we get started, let us have scripture and prayer, as we always do. Last scripture for tonight is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is also above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Lord, we just come before you this evening just thanking you and praising you for the opportunity for us to come together to exalt your name, to encourage each other, and just fellowship in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank and praise you for our special guest tonight, Sister Carla, that you would just cover her and her family in your precious blood and keep them in your arms and keep them safe from all her harm and danger, Lord. We ask that you just move in this show tonight and that it be encouraging to another sister who may be going through something in her marriage or just waiting for that special man to come. And we ask, Lord, that you give us your spirit, and that we continue to walk in your spirit by your grace and your mercy, and that we never forget where you've brought us from, and that we are truly thankful for where you're taking us. Lord, I just thank and praise you for this day, and ask that you continue to lead God and direct my life. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that you bestow before me, and I thank you, Lord, for each and every single sister or brother who is listening in this evening. We just ask the Lord that you bless them now in the name of Jesus and keep them safe and allow yourself to always be ever present in their minds. Well, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you do for us, and we ask that you just continue to bless. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, once again, <clears throat> as all of you know, I like to start on time, so it is um, Wednesday. We're not coming on a Thursday. Normally we come on a Thursday, but we have a special guest tonight, and it's Wednesday, November 5th at 10.01 p.m., and I just want to thank God tonight because I'm joined with a special guest, Sister Carla Nix, and I met Carla online almost two years ago, or it's close to two years, somewhere around there. She's a wife and a mother and a writer. She's a speaker and an encourager, but most importantly, she's a woman of God. Most of you have read the show bio, but what you don't know is that Carla is the sister who introduced me to this kind of medium, and it's been a blessing to me ever since. Um, I love to write and love talking, so this is truly up my, my alley. But without further ado, I want you to please welcome my guest, Sister Carla Nix. Good evening, Sister Carla. Good evening. Good evening. Glory to God. How are you, Sister Alyssa? I am blessed <laughs> and thankful this day. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I've been blessed in the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, oh, 
glory to God. The scripture you open up with, well, of course, the prayer blessed me, but the scripture, uh, God has been giving me that all week. Uh, uh, uh. All week. And it's just like when you've said it, I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Thank you. You know, and that's what what I'm encouraging people to to do, to walk worthy in the vocation that God has called them. And you know, and it's something that you say that because this this there's just been some stuff that I've been going through and and you and I've talked about this before, when when you are in the ministry and you're doing things and you don't get feedback from people, sometimes you get down about it. Mm. And I was going through some stuff, and the Lord blessed me, because I'm working on my honesty for tomorrow, and the Lord blessed me with some encouraging words. But when I was going through um, trying to find um, the scripture for to relate to my good morning for the next day, mm. because that's part of it, um, I came across the scripture, and it just screamed at me. And I said, well, I can't use it for the good morning because I already found that. But this is good for the show. (laughs) (laughs) See there? (laughs) God is good. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, indeed. So. uh, One of the things that one of the, well, you know, the show tonight that for everybody that's listening, and the show this month is November, and it is our marriage month. And um, one of the things I really wanted to do, because finding that I'm talking to other sisters in Christ about different things, a lot of them have questions about their marriage. And I can answer questions about what not to do, (laughs) because I've been divorced. But I'm newly married, and I really don't always feel, I can answer them because I go to the Word of God, but I don't always feel comfortable trying to, I can't say, well, in 20 years, Mm -hmm. you know, we've been together 20 years and we made it. I can say, yeah, we made it the last two years. (laughs) Woo-hoo, I mean, you know. (laughs) But it's different when it comes from a sister who's been married 20 years or more. And I know that you and your husband have just celebrated your 26, I think you said. Correct, 26. And yes. and to me, that's a blessing because I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> it is a blessing. But, you know, interestingly enough, um, don't sell yourself short because even people married, you know, longer than the year or, or what have you, sometimes they need to be reminded of what it was like those first few years mm-hmm. because that's what happens as time goes by. We forget. And we forget the things that brought us together. And the reason why we got married, because we get so into ourselves and our lives and, you know, things just happen. And sometimes we need to be reminded what it was like in the beginning. So, right, right. Uh, you know, don't 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 bite your tongue. Speak it. <laughs> we need to hear it at times. You know, but, uh, yeah, it, it, we've been, we celebrated 26 years, but I, you know, I will tell you, and it's a blessing. And I, I you know, I count it a blessing. I know. And I uh, don't regret anything, and I thank God. I thank him daily for uh, my husband, um, and I love him today more than I did even 26 years ago. It just it grows, but I can I can tell you this: those 26 years have not been perfect. Okay. And, and, and it amazes me when women who have been married as long as you have, or even longer, say, "I loved him more than I did when I first." Mm-hmm. And, and because I am, I've been married before, and divorce, I'm going. Uh huh. How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> but see, what happens is that it 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 
I want to. I don't want to say change, but it does. It changes. It changes, and and what it is is actually it's a growth. It's a growth process, and growing is is something that's good and bad, because I know what we what we went through. We experienced we experienced growth in the marriage, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we grew. We began to grow individually, which is good as well. But sometimes that individual growth causes you to grow separately. Okay. And that's the danger, and that's the danger that we walk through. We begin to grow separately uh, as opposed to growing, you know, individually and together. Okay. So uh, over time, that kind of that kind of just kind of wore things down and wore us down. And, um, you, you know, we even experienced, and, uh, you know, this is something I prayed about and I've Spoken with my husband, and he's, he he doesn't mind me sharing because we want to. We're at a point in our lives where, as a couple, we as a Christian couple, we want to bless and help others. You know, mm-hmm. we if people can learn from us, you know that that's that's a good. That's thing. a blessing. So right. you know, we experienced it was um, right after our twenty between our twenty and twenty first anniversary that we uh, reached the point in our marriage and we ended up separating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know been married 20 years you know <laughs> well after 20 years that you would think it should be perfect by then but it was that it was that that growing apart that happened that culminated mm-hmm. and uh it got to a point where stuff happened things I didn't you know never thought would happen in my marriage mm-hmm. and in my life and uh so we we did we were separated for 18 months but during that 18 months God worked on us again individually and let us see ourselves and what was happening. And one thing is that um, with that growing apart, we forgot, you know, that that, that mending, that stitching, and became too independent of each other, and that's not good. Not that we shouldn't be independent people, especially, you know, women. You know how we are. We right. don't want nobody to tell us what to do and we we know how to do this, and we got guilty. <laughs> we had this, and you know sometimes it's okay to be to be um, vulnerable. It's okay. I, I I realized during those eighteen months because we talked, and and realized one of the problems that he had with me was that I didn't need him anymore. He didn't feel needed. He didn't feel. Um, even that I was catering to him. And I was, I'm like, you know, at this point, I had three children. And I'm like, well, I don't have four children. You're a grown man. Why do I have to cater to you? <laughs> you know, I'm like, we've been through so much. I mean, we've been through, we've lost a child together. We've been through, you know, death of my parents, just things, you know, stuff in life. Uh-huh. I'm like, you, you know, so I'm like, I don't have time for that. But God uh-huh. had to let me see myself because it was easy for me to say what was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing, but I had to look at myself, and I had to listen. And when he said that, I, I you know, it wasn't good for me to dismiss it because that was important to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, he's not a child, but I understand now. I have a whole different perspective, and it's not necessary that he wanted to be treated like a child because again, he's a man too. You know, he's a grown man, but he didn't feel that I needed him or that I. Uh, I had that same, I don't want to say innocence, but that same uh, uh, allegiance to him as I did 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. 
you know. But but stuff happened, and and so we he, he had to look at that as well. My life had to, I had to change. Uh-huh. You know, when we met. I was seventeen years old when we met. We began dating, and he was my first and only boyfriend ever. So mm. he, I mean, I was a girl, you know, right at seventeen the Lord. when we when we met and started dating. So and uh-huh. then I got married right after turning twenty one. So we dated on those, what those three four years, and so it, you know, I I I had to grow, I had to change, but I didn't know how to grow with him. Okay, and that 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 really just drew a wedge between us. I, and I just assumed that he would always be as he was. Okay. Not realizing that even he was growing and changing. And some of his needs were changing. Um, and, and I, you know, I was catering to the children. I was catering to, I had to work. I had, I, was, I wore so many hats and I was doing this and doing that. But yet my poor husband was being like put on the back burner. And that's what we can't lose. Okay. But how how and and I might be jumping ahead, okay. but how do you stop that? Cause you know, like you know, my how busy I am, and I know that one of the things I do um, to make sure with Mervyn and myself, and it could be because we're newlyweds, but um, Mondays and Tuesdays when he's off, mm-hmm. I don't real I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go to work, but as far as um, like getting online and doing all the stuff mm-hmm. and working on the Women Living for Jesus stuff, I don't, I, I limit that. Right, right. Well, that's a good thing because, and I have some I have some tips here, but I lost my last page, so I'm going to do some of this off the top of my head. But the one thing, <laughs> the very first thing is to remember that he is your ministry. And I tell people, especially Christian women and women who work in a ministry and working in a church, uh, that, yes, God should be, God should be first, of course, you know, in your life. Uh, he has right. to be first, but even beyond after that, before even ministry, family has to be first, and he's your family, and he's your responsibility, and he's your priority, and then you can get to your other stuff, even ministry, and that doesn't mean you're putting God on the back burner because, <laughs> you know, you love God, and God told you to honor your husband. Right, right. So, you know, you're going to honor your husband and, and not have the big kid like me, like, you know, I don't need to <laughs> take care of him. He needs to, you know, see by himself. But, no, sometimes he he needs that attention. He needs he needs my attention. And I didn't realize that it meant so much to him. That's what got me. But, was, then, uh-huh. but didn't that make you feel, like, kind of special when you thought about it later? I mean, okay. at first, of course, it's a reality and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, but... Didn't it? Did it? Did it help you guys in knowing and your knowing how important that was to you? It 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 was, and 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 but it but we should, unfortunately we shouldn't have gone through all them years without right. knowing that, and that's that's something else. This is a tip: communication has to be there. See, he just assumed that he shouldn't have to tell me. That that was his thing. I shouldn't have to tell her. You know, even things like being the aggressor, and I'm, you know, I'm not gonna get, you know, we were married, but you know, even he, he said he needed to feel that I desired him. Right, 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 right. As opposed to like, oh, okay, you know, here we go. <laughs> he wants to have the 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 same fire you had when you were newlywed. Right, right. <laughs> he was just, you know, oh my, you know, my Jerry. Oh, he was everything to me. And then, you know, as time went by, he didn't feel like he was my everything. 
so, but but then he didn't tell he didn't tell me that you know I'm feeling left out, you know, and I'm right, like right, I'm right. like sis, you got to tell me because I really am chicken little, <laughs> you know. If you don't tell me, I don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll like tell you. <laughs> he he was like I should have known, but we've learned, and so this is why I tell people now don't 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 take anything for granted. <laughs> it take time. You might need to do some 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 uh, checking with yourself, reevaluation. Ask them, how am I doing? You know, okay. am am I meeting your needs? It it seems you know kind of odd, but no, check in with him, and vice versa. See now what we do now, and we we made a promise since the separation, and God restored us, and it was a miracle how He restored us. And so we don't take that for granted anymore. But we made a promise that we're going to be honest. And open at all times. You and know, how's that working? Much better, much better. Oh, I mean, it, it's like a it's it's a second chance, and it's things are so much better than that middle period of our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so much better, and it's like, why didn't we do this then? But do you think it was the kids? Because I'm, I mean, now, and I was just Merv and myself and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And I even see how sometimes um, the things that Jonathan, of course, most times because he's only seven, takes precedence. Right. Um, but, see, I can't even, I can say for Marvin and myself, we're still newlyweds. So it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, Jonathan in bed, come on. Let's spend some quality time. And it's not always quality time. It's not always sex right. either. Sometimes right. talking right. and all that stuff. But previously, when before my Jonathan's dad, when we were married, it had gotten to the point where it was so mundane that um, it, I looked at him, he looked at me, and it was like, yeah, yeah, you're here. Okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Which kind of opened the doors. Well, not kind of. It did open okay. the doors to the failure of our marriage because okay. he stepped out of the marriage and mm-hmm. kept stepping. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't. He, he, he didn't try to come back. Mm-hmm. So um, that kind of like killed us. Yeah. So I think one of the things that my concern as a newlywed is not letting that fire burn out or that okay. wanting to talk to him and 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 with him. Okay. Well, it it does it it not that the fire will go out, but that fire will be different, and that's not a bad thing. That fire is going to become more refined. Um, uh, it's going to become it, it can become it can become more exciting. It doesn't have to go out, but because your lives will change, your child is growing older. Different things, you know, the dynamics of the family is going to change. Some priorities will change. But the the way to keep that is again, you know, recognize that you love them and why you love them, appreciate them. Uh, there's gonna be times when, cause I went through this, I was like, I'm so tired. I, you know, I'm I, at work, I'm doing this, I'm working ten hours, I'm everything to everybody, you know. And then I get to a point where, don't call my name, you know. I just, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I can't take any more giving. But but if if I would have just just been um, dedicated and said no matter what no matter what happens i'm going to you know continue to have that passion that is it was there i just i was just tired and exhausted but and you know what i think that's what we we give into Mm -hmm. is that tired aspect yeah yeah 
And, um, you know, I have three children. My older two are 23 and 21 now, but they, they were 19 months apart. So it was, just, it was two babies back to back. And it was always the babies, always the children. And then um, my baby now, she's 11. It's 10 years between her and the other one. So there was a little lull there, although we lost a child um, between there. But there was a little a little lull. So, um, but, but interestingly enough, that is when the danger stepped in. Mm. That is when the door was opened. Because mm-hmm. I guess I got to a point where I was kind of able to, to breathe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I... But I, but I, you know, I didn't allow myself to uh, let that flame uh, burn with him as That's I should true. have. And he was, he was still neglected, and and uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't condone, you know, and and he he did step out. He he stepped out, and uh, it doesn't condone it. And that's one thing we had to come to grips with. Um, you know, he was wrong, and, right? Uh, but he had to acknowledge that, and he did, and he had, you know, he he had to be but, sorry and. But look at what the Lord brought you through. Mhm, mhm, absolutely. Because if we had not gone through that, we just we might have just been living a miserable life. You know, we would have been together, but would we have been? Happy? Wouldn't have been happy. Right, right. Because it was just you're right. It was a convenience. You know, if he was there, fine. You know, and <laughs> he was there it was just, but, but but no chemistry. Mm-hmm. But see, I see people, but I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen. People who are Christians, and I'm going to use Christians because mm-hmm. we women live for Jesus, right, right. who have, you look at them, you go, and you question if there's even a love there between them because you don't see any inter- interaction. Right. You don't see any emotion or any... Um... You don't see any... But then I see other Christians, and I, and there's a sister that's coming on later this month who... Who um, she's actually was my first lady, and her husband passed away, and we got a new pastor. So you know, new first lady comes. But I was going through issues in my first marriage. Well, my marriage with Jonathan's dad, and I would see them and crave that because they you could see the love in them. In the and I'm listening to you talking, and I'm like, I bet you I see it. I would see you guys because you went through mm-hmm. what you went through. Yeah, absolutely, and and affection was there in, in the beginning. It was good, you know, the affection we we showed it. And one thing that's one thing about our children, they've always seen us affectionate with with each other. So even when we got to the point of separating, that was like, you know, even they couldn't believe it because they they've never seen us really argue. Mm-hmm. They've never seen you know not much tension, and um, but it was there. But we were we were affectionate at. at you know, at a point, but then it got to a point where it was just like, you know, blasé. Right. But uh, that's a good thing, right? It's to continue, make sure, make a point to to be affectionate to, uh, towards one another. Um, sometimes it might take, you know, might take making having date. Make sure you have, you know, a week, maybe once a week or once a month, whatever can work for you guys. You know, you you you, you date. You still do that. Because right. it's so easy. It, I think I think what happens though more than anything is that you just take for granted mm-hmm. that person. You take mm-hmm. for granted, and and also in, in our situation, one thing I did. and This is what I've learned. What I learned because when, um, when it happened, when he, when I found out what happened with him, 
I I was hurt. I mean, it almost killed me. That was one of the lowest points in my life. But what I've learned is that I was like, not him. You know, it's other people. Husbands, he he mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. How not yours, do that? right? Right? How can he do that to me? You right, know, I right. took for granted again as well that even that that somebody else would even you know that that he could even look at somebody else like somebody that. I else. Yeah. I couldn't understand it because although we had come to a point where I, maybe I wasn't showing affection in the house, I still had him on a pedestal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and just because you know, well, he's my husband. He's my husband. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, my husband. <laughs> nobody. Else, I didn't care about nobody else, but that's my husband. You know, you know, no. But he was on a pedestal to me that he couldn't do that. That he was in, he was incapable of doing that. And God had to show me that not to make it right, but that he's he's just like any other person. Right. He is just like any other person, and yes, he's capable. Um. But <laughs> I had to realize that my priority needed to be God. Right. It needed to be God, and I needed to see God because I even I even saw myself through my husband. And when he did that, you know, to me that was rejection. Oh, okay. And so I really felt like nothing. But I had to realize that God should be first for me and then my husband, but I had him up there on that pedestal and that he was going to be sitting up on that pedestal and I'm just going around about life, you know, and he would never feel any, dis, um, you know, any disconnection with me. Okay. So I had to see that. But that, see, that we were growing, we had grown apart. We had grown apart. But, uh, again, a way to, to stay together is to grow together is to, of course, have communication um, uh, keep God first. That's the first thing. And and that, like you said, we talk about Christians. I say this as well. We need to attend church together. I don't know if you've seen this, but there are you know there's there's some Christian couples they go to separate churches, and right. I personally don't understand that. Me neither. Um, you know, I, a family needs to worship together. They really you know because to me that's telling me that they're on the same page and right. You know they're um they're at one. Especially if they're ministers, because um, I've seen couples where the husband's a minister and he got a church over here, but his wife don't go to his church. And I'm like, where's the unity? Exactly, where's the unity? And and she may be saying it because you know she grew up in that church. That's their church. That's their family church. She might not want to leave her family. That has no unity. Exactly. Exactly. And I go back. I tell people. Go back to Genesis. In the beginning is where it begins. You know, God put man and woman together, and, you know, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become mm-hmm. one flesh. They have to be one flesh. Mm-hmm. They have to be one flesh. Um, but, you know, something else that came to me very recently, this week, actually, um, I'm, I'm in school, and we're stuttering, studying, <laughs> stuttering, studying the Torah, which is the, the first five books of the Bible, mm-hmm. and we're still in Genesis. And uh, my professor, I mean, he's going through it like with a, with a fine tooth, you know, with a fine tooth comb. And and I mean, the Bible has always been here, but it's like I'm seeing things that I never saw before. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. but one thing that can that 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 God revealed to me is that um, Adam hadn't even given a name to Eve until after the fall. And I'm saying this this for a reason. All before the fall. All before disobedience all before the rebellion all before they were exiled from the garden she was the woman that woman even when god asked as adam 
you know, where are you? And, you know, he's like, well, we were afraid. And, you know, and it's like, that woman you gave me, you know, she was she was the woman. <laughs> because she was taking him. And then it was after the fall. I mean, Adam had named everything else. All the animals, everything else. But after the fall, then he named his wife Eve. And I said, you know, I never I never realized that. It, it was like now... It, that was the separate. That was the first really separation because when they sinned, when they disobeyed God, it brought on separation between separation, Eve right, and them. right. And 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 since then, woman and man is always kind of at odds. There's 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 this competition, yeah. there's this struggle, and uh, you know, but all that happened after the fall. So we have to guard ourselves and guard our hearts and and focus, and we you know we have to think about. And make a, a concerted effort and a conscious effort that we're going to <laughs> we're going to show our love. We're going to make a point to work in this marriage because it does take work. It doesn't just just happen, you know. Amen. Cause it don't. Because I am a newlywed. Yes, and we only got married in July, and we have the combined. Houses and we were mm-hmm. blessed. Now, of course, obviously, I was married before, so I wasn't a virgin when I met him. Mm-hmm. But we made the choice as our commitment to each other and to the Lord not to be sexually active before mm-hmm. we got married. Mm-hmm. So you know, so we didn't live together before mm-hmm. we got married because mm-hmm. I lived with Jonathan's dad before we got married. So I kind of knew what I was getting into. I had, I mean, and we didn't have really any real knowing because he lived in New York and I lived in Pittsburgh. So you all had to get used to each other, your lives, uh-huh. all, yeah, all uh-huh. that. I love him. I yeah. truly love him. And yeah. I sometimes, there are some days, <laughs> just the other day, he looked at me, he said, wife. And when he calls me wife, <laughs> I know something's up. He said, he said, I love God. And I went, I went okay, because I, cause I actually did something that I knew was wrong. Uh-huh. And he was like, I, I love God. I went, and, that, and I knew then that was his way of saying, I'm still trying to deal with what you just did. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, my but, this is what he said to me. He said, Miss Young. That's my maiden name. I'm like, so when I'm Miss Young, you know, like, what? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and well, praise God for uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. And that's a blessing. You know, uh, I tell women, uh, those, especially those who are not married and, you know, who desire a husband. And mm-hmm. we know a lot of women that they want a husband. Mm-hmm. But I tell them, well, first thing, you know, one thing you want to be asking for is asking God to send you a saved husband. That's what you want. Right. For anything, uh, not just a man, because <laughs> you don't want just a man. That's know? right. And, and, you know, I I commend you all and 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 your life, your your I, well, I don't want to say story, but it's like a, a storybook, and it's it's so beautiful and it's so wholesome and it's it's such a it's refreshing, it's refreshing, and I think you are a wonderful example to women who are out there looking and waiting. You have to and desiring exactly, and and what you've shown is that it's possible. You know, uh, it, it's not like like you, know, like you said, you all didn't live together. Some women they don't they don't see that, and no. Christian women we talk about they don't they don't understand it. But you know, um, and that's why we teach people where they are. So you know, they know better, they do better. But examples like that 
is good. They don't want to hear you can't have sex before you get married. <laughs> they don't hear And it wasn't don't. easy. And I'm not going to sit here and lie and say it was easy. Because I love him. When and he's he human. To, <laughs> yes. He comes to Pittsburgh. I ain't seen him in a month. Here he comes. And I think he's cute oh. and fine. Oh, here's my pet here. And I can't have none. Yep. And yep. I've already tasted candy before. So I know what I'm getting. <laughs> you know? So it's not like I don't have some kind of idea. Right. You know, and and people would look at us, and we would talk to people, and we would testify to people about that, and they would look at us, test, tell them, you know, and they would look at us and go, "You're lying." But we're not lying. They don't, they don't believe it. But what you showed as well is that you all were on one accord, and you are on one accord, and that's important. That's important. Yes, you can't have different agendas. You know, you really need to have something in common. That's what the Bible tells us: do not be unequally yoked. You know, so uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm home now, and um, <laughs> I watch a lot of TV now. But <laughs> divorce court <laughs> catches my eye, and uh, the judge that they used to have uh, last year, she used to say, "You gotta look deep before you leap." You know, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and that is true. You know, before they jump into that. They need to they need to look and 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 you know evaluate themselves and as well as the situation and and the man one thing um I do a little a little uh, conference on on growing together and one thing I you know I have to start from the beginning uh, again and I I tell people I said there's a difference between infa- infatuation and love and a lot of people are infatuated and that is not love it's not <laughs> you know, it, it it's not love and, and infatuation is a chemical reaction. And so it's like almost like adrenaline, you know. It just it just keeps you going. But what happens when that adrenaline or when that chemical subsides? You know, see, love is is, is everlasting, and and those times when when that, that that rush is gone, love is still there, and and it's a different thing. And as I was saying, with you know, as I can say today, I love him more today than I did then, and I really do because over, over, through all these years and over all these years, it has changed. And that it's matured. We've matured. Um, it's not that giddy giddy kind of love, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because we're just different people. Right. Um, but I can tell you this: I can tell you, as far as the flame and excitement, it's still there. And it's all it, it all depends on on what you want to uh, make it. Right now, if he wasn't willing, if he was just always depressed and always bored and never satisfied and didn't appreciate me, you know. Then yeah, I think it would be boring. Right. But 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 he's like right now. Sometimes I'm like, calm down. You know, he's like, he think we still on the honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I said, we just too old. You know, but uh, but I said I'm not complaining. I said thank you. You know, I thank you Lord because there was a period of time when he I went through that period when he didn't want me. You know, right, that's a right. hurting thing. That's right. a hurting thing. And now he's like, you know, he's a minister, and he he'll get up in the pulpit and shock me to death. He'll say, you know, and I thank God for my queen and, and uh, you know, she's the love of my life and, and she's, you know, she's this and she, I thank God for her because she's put up with me and she stood by me and she's always been there for me, you know, things like that. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so, that kind of, so, so of course we get home, I'm all hugging him and kissing him and everything. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> that was so sweet. <laughs> so it, but then, it, it still grows. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, go on. But, but when you were saying that about how he's standing up there and he's saying that, and or whether he's saying it from the pulpit or even just telling you mm-hmm. encouraging words and loving mm-hmm. words, I think sometimes 
that we need to let our husbands know that that how that affects us. Right. How it makes us smile, how it Absolutely. makes us feel beautiful. Not that we're not that we're we have low self esteem. Exactly. But it's nice to know right. I just did my hair a little different right. and you noticed and said how right. beautiful Oh well you're gonna get an extra kiss and if you keep it up I might exactly. be even nicer. Yes. You know? <laughs> That's right, because he's the love of your life, you know. That's you, right. And you wanna hear from him. Now we we've been through that, we've gone through that because there was a time when you know, I, I mean, like when I was working, I would, I, re, I remember this vividly. I had a new dress, a new outfit, mm-hmm. had a new perfume on, mm-hmm. and I guess my hair was, you know, looking nice. I don't know. And one of my male coworkers said, "Oh, new perfume," and mm-hmm. I said, "Hmm." I said, "Yeah." It's a nice dress, you know, and and it, I'm going to tell you, it made me smile and it made me blush. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's a vulnerable place to be oh, because yeah. I wasn't hearing it at home. And I later told my husband, I said, I want you to tell me. I want you to notice it. You know, <laughs> I said, that felt good, you know, but I want you to be I want to come from you, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's learned. <laughs> but so then I, it goes both ways. We yeah. need to do the same thing to them, too. Right. And that was the thing when it was like I said, he he didn't feel that I desired him anymore or that, um, you know, he didn't matter to me. And, and you know, and there's always somebody waiting in the wing and they'd they, they be willing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I will say this because a lot of people, not that I condone a man stepping outside the marriage, but a lot of times we don't realize the temptations that they're faced with because yeah. as much as we love them and we got to keep it real, they're men. Exactly. And I'm not saying that they they have emotions and feelings just right. like we do, right. and just and just like we react to kind words, so do they. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that they need because I've been my ex husband did do that and right. devastated me. They shouldn't act on it. It's you shouldn't act, act on it. Right. Right. I mean, because even, you know, from um, be, with him being a minister, what we do now, we we didn't do this years ago, but we do now. Sometimes he'll say, you know, that sister dress was just too short, you know, or that was just too much cleavage. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, and from where they're sitting, he could, they can see the whole congregation. They see everything. Right, you know, right. And then some women come there, they don't care. They just sit, you know, and, and, and they, you know, I don't know if they do it to be seen or what, but it's there. Yeah. Right, it's in their face. And, right. So we we've reached the point where let's talk about it, right? You know, it's there. Okay, let's talk about it. You know, and even if you want to tell me she looks good, tell me that. But I don't want you to go, you know, and 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 tell her that or whatever. But it's okay. We ought to be able to. We we reached the point where we can talk about that. Right, well, I'm saying right. reach the point. I don't think he would be too happy if I tell him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be honest, I, I really don't. <laughs> but you have to remind him. But dear, sit when you do it. <laughs> Communication, honey. <laughs> As he turns red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think that's important because I've noticed, especially because we have to understand, we have to look at the aspect of we don't fight against flesh and blood. Exactly. And so we are, we can be in church, and a woman will come in, and I've seen it mm-hmm. coming in like she just left the club. Mm-hmm. And, and, and <laughs> yeah. I don't think, and I really don't think they realize, or maybe they do, some of them, I right. don't 
think they realize mm-hmm. how they present themselves mm-hmm. themselves to men. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think their thought is, I'm sexy. I'm gonna let it all hang right. out. <laughs> but they don't realize that the enemy's using them exactly. to make a man a god think things he should not. And say he was gonna right. act on it, but think things. But right. we know that you think of what you think is in your heart. Right. So we we want to be careful with that. And and to any sisters that are listening to me that dress like they just left the mm-hmm. club to go to church, stop it. You are tempting your dear brothers in Christ. Exactly. exactly. And and I don't think we look at it like that. Right, right. Because they're, they're probably like, well, that's a man of God. He shouldn't be looking at me anyway. Well, <laughs> you know, Please. but you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you're there. You know? It's um, all there. He's yeah, not going to look. Yeah, and, it, and it's a yeah. matter, you know, and, and women, we take it to the point where it's like, well, they're going to try to tell me how to dress, and, mm-hmm. and and they want me to, you know, I'm not saying, no, you don't have to be dressed like a nun, mm-hmm. but it's, and me, I prefer, I like to wear suits, but that's me, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying everybody should, you know, that's they don't have to do that, that's not what they want to do, but regardless, be appropriate, that's the thing, is to be appropriate. But most men that I've talked to, mm-hmm. less is not always more. Sometimes the more you wear, the more intriguing you are. <laughs> and I don't mean cover from head to toe, but right. I mean you don't have it all showing off. Right. So, right. so he's guessing what's under there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but when so they're showing not, it, but when they're showing it, you know, they still just that natural physical react. There's gonna be a physical reaction. <laughs> oh come on, I'm you not know. gonna lie. I'm gonna walk past with no shirt on. He built like nothing. Oh yeah, I'm gonna look. He looks yeah. good. Yeah. You 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 you're were flesh. My mm-hmm. eyes are going to go. Right. And, right. And minister over and real happy when that happens. <laughs> but it does. I, I mean, it has happened. But the, I think the thing about it is. Not only that, but the security that you have in your relationship right. to be able to talk about it so that the two of you can talk about it and right. discuss it because, you know, like, I, you know, means that I believe that as long as if you don't have no secrets, the enemy can't attack you. Right, right. You know, and if there's no secrets in your marriage, he can't use it against you. Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we are at that point, and I love that, you know, that we're able to talk. And I'm hoping we're talking about everything I feel like we are. But, you know, we made it. We, we, said, we said, you know, this is a commitment. We're going to stick to it. This is what we're going to do. But we have to do. We're partners. Right. We are partners. And, and, that, and mm-hmm. that's awesome. I just can't I did not know prior to this that you were 17 when you started dating him. Yeah. Yeah, my first boyfriend. Only boys, and even my mom said, "You sure that's on him? You know, you don't want to know." The <laughs> I'm like, well, what's wrong with you? You want to experience something before you settle down. <laughs> but I, but but it, but it's something, yeah. And we and we still talk about this to this day. He and I, uh, it was something. It was we knew, we knew. And he was twenty one. Now, and I'm thinking like, nah, Lord, my daughter's seventeen. I don't think I'm gonna be letting her. You know, that, I, I just really feel like that, but. It was just something that that we knew. I can't explain it. Even uh-huh. when, um, actually, our first—it wasn't our date, but when we met, how we met. Okay, he was he was my cousin's date for her prom. Okay. <laughs> she was a senior. Now I was a junior, and I went to the prom as well. I went with somebody else, which was actually a, another preacher's son. We, but we all kind of like grew up, so it was like uh-huh. you know we were just friends. But 
uh, she wasn't interested in Jerry, and and she was at the prom and talking to everybody else and all over everywhere. So he and I danced. We had okay. a little dance, and it was just something there. And I couldn't explain it. I didn't know. Well, I was 16 when I met him, but I was 17. Mm-hmm. We started dating the next year. Okay. <laughs> so, but it was it was something. And even when I was about maybe 18 years old, I remember I was walking home from school. I was I had just started college and. It's like a, a God just spoke to me and said, he's going to love you forever. And I'm like, you know, it's so weird. I'm like, I'm looking around like, what? You know, who's talking <laughs> to me? But it was, I don't know I don't know why. You know, it wasn't like I was thinking. I, at least I don't think I was. But he, he said, he's going to love you forever. And this is this is the man. You know, but I wasn't looking, even at that time, I wasn't looking thinking, oh, that's my husband. Are we going to get married? And mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like that. But God spoke to me. And uh, but I, I didn't tell. I didn't go telling him, you know, because mm-hmm. that can push him away. I tell him, well, oh, don't yeah. go tell him you my husband, you know. <laughs> like, he's like what? He needs to know he's your husband, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Better wait for the Lord to tell him. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So and even you know that's the connection we have, and 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 even in our marriage, when God called him to the ministry, um. It was it was a time in our life where we were kind of uh, we weren't you know we weren't estranged or anything but uh, one night I was watching TV in the bed and he was asleep and I, I probably had a book or something and the Lord spoke to me and said he's running and I'm like again I'm like running <laughs> he's running he said but I have my hand on him I have a call on him and I'm like oh. so God was letting me know no, that he was calling him but what I did. I just woke him up. I said, "What you running from?" <laughs> He's like, "What?" I said, "Oh, nothing. Go back to bed." Because I didn't want, I didn't want to tell him. Oh, God said He He's calling you because I I felt that when He answered the call, He should know without a doubt, without me putting a, you know a thought in His head. Because you know we we can persuade people. <laughs> you know people say all the time, "Well, you look like a preacher." You know, so that man think he a preacher, a, a woman. You know. But right. Whatever the case may be, but I wanted that to be pure. And so when he did answer his call, he told me he came to me and said, "I can't run no more. I can't run no more." He said, um, "You know, God is calling me." And I said, I, "I've been waiting for you. I know. You know." So that that's that's what God does with us. Well, how did that change your marriage at that point? Well, um, and at the time, I was actually I was pregnant with the baby, with Anaya. So that was uh-huh. eleven years ago, and um. It it it, I want to say it strengthened it to a degree, mm-hmm. but we still had we still had issues, personal issues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, you know, but I've always been supportive and been been behind him, you know, mm-hmm. stood behind him, and, and always want the best for him and whatever I can do to help him, you know, I do that, and and you know, and I've learned to stay out the way when I need to stay out the way. But mm-hmm. um, so that was good. But it was even it was ap- even after that. Um, what maybe six seven years after that, that um, he had the indiscretion. So mm-hmm. now the fact that he was a minister, I think that for me that that compounded it, that made it worse because, um, you know, it was devastating. Mm-hmm. And although we we separated, it wasn't like we we didn't make this big announcement. We didn't you know we didn't feel mm-hmm. we we, mm-hmm. gonna, we didn't have to tell the world. We didn't even tell the church other than my pastor because mm-hmm. we were actually had been going to counseling with him. Okay. Or okay. it it blew up, but you know. So when it happened, we did talk and and Pastor handled it um, prayerfully, uh-huh. in a prayerful way, and he allowed him to stay in the pulpit, okay. but he didn't use him much, you know, and you know, and as God led him. But 
Right. You know, we never stood up in front of the church. However, but I'm saying when he was there, and even if he was to read the scripture or whatever, what was happening with me is that I was sitting there, and I wouldn't say I hated him, but I couldn't stand him. And it was, right. it was, and that was strange because I've always adored him, you know. But I'm like, look at him, <laughs> you know. I, I, that was hard, and for me to be quiet and silent about it, and I didn't want, see, I didn't want to, I really didn't want to do anything because I thought that that would hurt him. Right. Although I was already hurt, but right. I couldn't hurt him, and you know, so uh, we allowed God to work that out, and and He did. But but even in that aspect of that, and and I know you said this earlier, and I just want to reiterate that in case anybody's going through that, is you you keep saying God, God, God. It wasn't Sister Carla and Brother Jerry. It was God working in Sister Carla and Brother Jerry. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think people, I think so many people think that you can't come back from that. Right. That once that's because now we know because um, people are always saying about divorce, and one of the things that's always going around with divorce, and I am a divorced woman, but I wasn't saved then. And I tell anybody if I was, if I could go back, and I love Mervyn very much. Please do not misunderstand me. But to to do, if I knew now what I knew then, mm-hmm. there may not have been a Mervyn because of God. If I would have been in God, if I'm say it's not right. if we would have been in God, because it's two to fix it. But the aspect of being married. And everybody's so quick that once that does an in the um indiscretion or or these kind of or even that just disagreements or whatever everybody's so quick to get a divorce without right. working it out exactly. and to me, if God said to love everyone and to forgive seventy times seven. Why does that exclude us from forgiving our husbands right. or our wives from making a mistake? So right. personally, to me, it's encouraging to hear you say that y'all came through that, and I'm right. and I'm sure it wasn't fun at all, right? You know, right. but you you made it because right. now you're sitting here talking about how much you love him more now than you did before, and I'm going okay yeah. <laughs> because when I was going through it, you know, uh, and, and and now that's something interesting too. When I was going through it, I never stopped loving him, mm-hmm. never, because it's like how can all of a sudden today, you know, what what changed between today and yesterday? You know, what's mm-hmm. the difference? It yeah. was the fall, it was the sin, but the love, you know, I still loved him, so I never stopped loving him. I was angry. I was hurt. I was disappointed. In fact, uh, I had told him, I said, you're better than this. You know, and mm-hmm. I told him, I said, that's what I'm disappointed in you because you are, this is not you. You're better than this. And, and, and my part of my pain was that I felt that he walked away from God, and I was more hurt from that than what he did to me. Mm-hmm. Although I know now he, he didn't. I mean, I, you know, he he was wrong. But, but he, he you know, he gave into the flesh. He was wrong. Right, and, and he, right. But, but he dealt with that. Oh, he dealt. God dealt with him, and he struggled with that. So he, but he had to come to terms. Right. And, right. and, and getting to the forgiveness part, you know, it was a process. Now we did separate because it was so. It was such a, um, a confusion, and if he couldn't make up his mind in my mind that if you if we if we marry, and, and I told him, I said, I don't want you to go. You know, I'm and I'm willing to forgive. And I did say in the beginning to him, I said, I forgive you. You know, but not if you're going to be 
you know, you, it won't be no two houses. It won't it won't be two places. And you know, if you're gonna be mm-hmm. married, you know, and I don't think that's right. And, mm-hmm. You know, so that's we have to separate in that regard until we got it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and I told him off the top, I said I do forgive you, but I realized that I really hadn't. And I, and I do I do a, a teaching on it, and, and it's called the weight of unforgiveness, and it's heavy. Unforgiveness is heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I told him I forgave him because I knew I should, and I knew I was supposed to, and I wanted to, and so I said that. And you know, so I, I was sincere, but really the whole act of it I really hadn't because it had it ate at me so bad, so deeply, mm-hmm. and. I realized, I didn't realize, well, I realized that when I really, really forgave him was when I was able to talk to him and think about him without feeling anger. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to not allow uh, the unforgiveness to control me, that's a, that's something else too. Because forgiveness, I tell people, we're supposed to forgive. You're right, exactly. That's why, that's why we're told to forgive. We're supposed to mm-hmm. do it. But I don't think we realize that the forgiveness is not for the person that hurt us. The forgiveness is for us. For ourselves. That's it's right. for us, and it does a lot when we actually get to that point that we can actually do that. And um, it 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 was something. And even when God restored us, when He restored us, I I had to. And it wasn't until after Katrina, we, well, we got back together about three four weeks before Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that happened. But God, we became even stronger. And just the the whole ordeal of the hurricane that was enough. I know people. Whose marriages just fell apart? Marriages you just thought were the, were the toughest marriages after Katrina. They're like, psh, you know, it, it just broke you right. But we got stronger, and it was months after, and we we relocated and everything. It was months after that God dealt with me and told me he's. And I, I'm telling you when I say God tells me things at times, He does. But mm-hmm. He told me He said, "Now you've forgiven Jerry, but you haven't forgiven her." And I'm like, and it was again. I was, I was buying my own, my own business. I'm like, what? Yes, she was right. I, I said, God, I said, Lord, I said, you asking too much now. Because <laughs> I, you know, I forgave him when we went through all of this, and we, you know, I mean, I felt the restoration. But I'm like, but I, I'm like, I love Jerry, you know. So to me, in my mind, that was a little easier. I said, forgive her, and and it, I'm, you know, you see, you haven't forgiven her. And I said, Lord, I had to pray. Oh, God, I had to pray. I said, Lord, I know I'm supposed to. I said, but I don't want to. And I had to be honest. I said, I don't want to. And I realized that, no, I had not forgiven her because when that came to me, I was so mad. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if I ever see her, you know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> stuff come out of you that you don't even know is there. And and when that came to me, I said, Lord, I said, help me. I said, I don't want to, but Lord, only you can change me. Help me. I want to. I want to do it. And then a, a day happened when, when I when I, I I let go, and I said, God, I have to give it to you because Carla don't want to. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. And, and it was like uh, something just came over me, and I actually tried to get try to contact the person, and I just wanted them to know that I that I was loosening them. I was letting them go, because that's the thing. I was carrying her. Mm-hmm. That weight was still there, but. It was when I reached that point, when I allowed God to work through me, that I was able to let it go. And I honestly, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everything, I felt like 100 pounds lighter. Mm. It was amazing. But, and I'm sure it helped your 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 marriage even more so. Yeah, I would think so. Because, I, you know, there was I was still holding that, and I was holding that against him. You know, it was mm-hmm. things like I would think like, hmm. 
I wonder if he smiled at her like you know just 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 <laughs> stuff you know or if he kissed me and hold me and, and, and so it, you know it changed our marriage what happened so, but I was still I was comparing and I'm like hmm I you know just just mm-hmm. things like that but I had to let that woman go I had to do that. You know, he promised that he would, you know, he had to do it. That That's the one thing. It's just like an alcoholic. If you're an alcoholic and you want to stop drinking, you can't keep going to the bar. That's you know, right. You can't keep hanging around people that's drinking. You that's gotta right. come away. Come out from among them, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, 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 he, and he's done that. And, and you know, okay, yeah, I, I forgave him, but I but she was there between us because of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, even the, tr- you know, trust is, is something else. That That changed. But it took time even for that to build up. But, you know, I just had her there, and that was because of unforgiveness. So, every, you know, I mean, she she wronged me too, so I had to forgive her as well. But then you also have to look at the aspect that, you know, the trust, it, it always takes time. Um, but it can really start to be healing and trusting when you do forgive because right. that's when your your real true healing and 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 closer to the Lord comes when you let that go. Right. I mean, because we're talking about marriage, but there's it doesn't matter what the issue is that you need to forgive on exactly. what situation, as long as you are still holding that that inside of you. Mm-hmm. You, I always tell myself when I was going through trying to forgive my stepfather for everything that I've been through, mm-hmm. I kept telling myself if I give over the hate the Lord will give me more love right. because my heart is only so big. So you got to get rid of some junk to get the good stuff. Right. So, And I would tell myself that so I could so I could let that go, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's important to people that in, um, to know that it is a process. It is, um, absolutely, absolutely. It they, doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. It doesn't. There's... um. And the stuff I have, I have a quote that says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Mm-hmm. Because that's what unforgiveness has. It has you in prison. The other person is going on about their business, going on about their life. But when we're holding that, we're the ones that's in prison. That's right. Not that person. And you're right. And it doesn't matter what it is exactly. It You know, it could be anything. And, and when we hold that for years, it's terrible. Also, I tell people as well, you know, you know, they say, if you if you if you can't forget well if you can't forget you haven't forgiven but I I I uh, dispute that I said that's not true you know I it, it was a difference now if you keep on holding something against somebody right you know you haven't let that go but I say you're not going to forget because we don't have amnesia you know you know <laughs> you you're aware that it happened you know that it happened but you know you've forgiven when you no longer hold. Uh, uh, what's, what's the word? When you when you no longer hold hatred in your heart for that person, you know you know it happened, but it's almost like touching a hot stove. You know that you you touch that stove and you got burnt. You don't you're not gonna hate the stove, but you remember that that stove right. burnt you. Now you might have to your relationship might change now. You might right. know well we can't go back to that because you know this is this this might happen. You know that, but you you still have to release. You have to release that person. And and forgiving doesn't mean that you condone the person, doesn't mean that you approve of what they did, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that even it doesn't even mean uh, it, it doesn't justify what they did. You know, only God justifies us. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, and it's, it's it's we don't even erase what they did. 
but we don't treat them, you know, right. as a result. Because we, we have to look at the perfect example. It, it's what God has done for us. You know, he, he's, he's forgiven us. He forgives us. And just think if he treated us <laughs> like we deserve to be treated because of what we've done. You know, we have to put people in that, in that position as well. Because he's forgiven us, we have to. We need to forgive them. And as hard as it is, because people are saying, and I have to say all the time, it is hard. It but is. But I, I always say, nothing worth having is easy to get. Right. That's right. You you got to work for it. Nothing That's right. Well, you only thing we get free is salvation. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the rest of it, you got so to work true. for. Yes, right. You know, the Lord you. said we ain't got to work for our salvation, right. thank God, because That's I right. think I wouldn't be going to heaven for sure. But, you know, I thank God for that because the growth that comes when you're working forward, when you're working on relationships or anything on that side, when we're working in the Lord and working at it, um, it goes to show that it is worth working for because of the end result. It is. It is. And what it does, um, you know, scripture tells us to lay aside every weight <laughs> and, and and holding on to, to unforgiveness is a weight and it and it's gonna slow us down, it's gonna impede our journey, it's gonna it's you know, it's gonna hurt us. Right. It's gonna we have to put it aside. We have to we can't you know, how can we witness to other people when we carrying all this baggage? Right, right. We carrying that, you know, I um well I I've done this as as a uh, conference one time, and I go and I carry my purse, and my purse is it, it is a big bag, and I let people feel that bag is heavy, you mm-hmm. know. I said, but just imagine if I carried this around twenty four seven, never laid it down, that it, that's that's hard, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's hard. But that's how unforgiveness is. If you never put it down, you just you can't really stand up straight. You can't really shine like you need to. You can't you can't testify. You cannot witness. How can I tell somebody something? How can I encourage somebody else and I'm holding on to stuff? That's, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I would truly, truly, truly thank you so much for joining me this evening. Oh, I, I thank God because you've just been a blessing. I, I thank God because it was very encouraging considering that I've only been married since <laughs> July. <laughs> it is encouraging yeah. to know that at least we're started on the right track. And may we continue to keep on that. And one of the things I do know, because I talked to a lot of sisters, and you said to me before, God first. God first. That's right. As long as you got God first, you're going to be all right. So I thank God for that. Yeah. And for sisters like yourself who's been married so long. And and to me, it's just a blessing to hear someone who's. I'm serious. He may have been married. Sometimes I get happy. None of sometimes I get happy when people are married for ten years. Because I'm like, ooh, ten years, okay. You know, because I've I've, I've not done it. So when you haven't done it, it's like woohoo. Yeah. And because Jonathan's um, um, dad and I. And at the seven, and then all Hades broke loose. But well, it was breaking loose before the seven. So ten years to me is like, okay, y'all made it through the rough part, and now it's easy sailing. And then I find out, no, it's not. You know, <laughs> and it's so, not that it's impossible. It just it just takes work. And it's work. <laughs> yes, but you still have your wonderful moments. Oh yeah, absolutely. That and that outweighs everything. It outweighs it all. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a rough, that was rough a rough period for us, but 
I really don't think about it much unless I'm talking about it. <laughs> you know, it's not right. like I just sit around and think, oh, no, I, I look at the good and I look at right now, what I have now. Yeah. Praise the Lord for it. Yeah. Well, I want everybody to know a little bit more about Sister Carla, who is a very busy sister. <laughs> <laughs> she has her own radio show, um, Passion for oh, don't let me mess it up. You go tell them because it's passion for life. Passion for life. That's see, I'm, see, I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's also she's not she's located on Blog Talk Radio. Um, and I do have her information, so if anybody's listening. But Sister Carla also does speaking engagements, and you do. Come on, Sister Carla, tell them what you do. Uh, I'm I'm just serving God. I'm I'm just an open vessel. Uh, uh, I, I want to say this though: if your listeners um, want to receive, I have I, I put, a, put put together a pamphlet about the unforgiveness, the weight of unforgiveness. I would be happy. Uh, to email that uh, to anyone if they want it, it's you know okay. it would be a PDF file. But um, and I'm saying that not because I put it together because I didn't. I mean God allowed me to, and it, it it's 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 really a tool that helps you to reflect about yourself. And as we said, it's not just about in marriage; it's about anything, anything. And I think right. we all we we need that. And yeah. I would be happy to um, send that to anyone who wants it. In well, fact, any, I'll probably forward it to you, and you, you know, if if they want to contact you, you, you know, you can freely distribute it. That's not a problem if anybody would like to, because um, I don't have any problem either way. They can um, email me, and everybody knows me. It, it's all out over all the place. But it's Sister Alyssa Lynn at Comcast dot net, and I will point you to Sister Carla, um, because Sister Carla has a um, a ministry herself, which is where I met her. Sisters for Jesus, um, and um, she does a lot of awesome things in the Lord, and God has blessed her to be a writer, um, a very blessed writer. Um, I actually have one of your books, and she, you've written three books, right? Well, two, working on two. Um, three. You're working, working on number three. three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sister Carla, just a <laughs> wonderful woman of God. And you actually have a website that I know that has most of your information on. Yes. But um, I don't remember the link. So if oh. you would be so kind as to tell them. Okay. It's um, Carla Y. Nix. That's C-A-R-L-A-Y, the letter Y, Nix, N-I-X, dot WordPress, dot com. And you can also, she has beautiful writings, and she also does daily inspirations by word. <laughs> and, and, and she she sends it out to all of us, and I'm sure if you contact her, she'd be more than willing to add you to her mailing list. Absolutely. They're always encouraging words. I don't always get a chance to tell her that I've read them or heard them, so I'm telling her now I do read oh, and listen. Okay. Ah. I know I send a lot of stuff, so you know, I understand even if people can't. But <laughs> but I do but I do try to because they're right. very encouraging and uplifting. Um, I don't always do them the same day, but right. um, but I, I thank and praise God for the words because it always seems that it's right on time, on the and, time when I need to hear it. And, and likewise, Sister Alyssa. Uh, good morning. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I read a week of them in one day because if I don't, you know, I don't always have time either. But I never delete them until I read them. 
That's how I am. And, <laughs> and you know, cause I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to read it because I know it's going to be a blessing, and it always is. Always. And that's that's exactly how I am with your stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for technology. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, once again, this, this evening, I was joined by Sister Carla Nix. It was a wonderful blessing. I truly thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you for inviting me. I'm definitely going to invite you back because I really think um, more of my of the Women for Jesus listeners and whatnot need to hear about the forgiveness. A lot of times we find um, sisters who have not forgiven um but I'm going to talk to you on another point because we're looking at putting a um, workshop conference stuff together. So I want to get with you because that's one of the things that I find that a lot of us have not been able to do, and they're walking around with so much bitterness, mm-hmm. and they right. wonder why they can't. They're not happy, right? And 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 sometimes don't even realize they had that forgiveness or not. You know, that they have not forgiven and they right. think they have, you know. Right. So we will, we will hear more from Sister Carla because she's a blessing. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here and I praise God and thank Him for you and your ministry and your openness. I appreciate it. God is just so good. We got to spread the love, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, on that note, I just want to thank all our listeners. We actually have some people in the chat room, and we had some people, um, well, they were listening in, I think. But I thank and praise God for our listeners this evening, and I thank and praise God for just bringing us together and having this conversation this evening because truly God is just working in Sister Carla's lives, in my life, and in sisters' lives all over. And if we truly just come together open-hearted, open-minded, and with the love of God, we can overcome anything. So I truly thank and praise God for this day. I thank and praise God for my guest, Sister Carla, and I am going to say God bless and good night until next week. Good night. Good night. God bless and thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.